0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast
1: with Scott and Kat. Yes, I know. We didn't record a podcast yesterday. We got your messages. We know.
0: We know. It's not a daily podcast. We never set it up that way. But sometimes, yes, we do like three in a row, sometimes three days in a row, sometimes four days in a row. So when we don't do one, people notice. I got a great message. Can I read this Instagram comment? Sure. Sure. Uh, It's from Stephanie. I won't give your last name. I learned my lesson today when I almost injured myself at the gym while listening to the podcast. I found trying to suppress laughter while lifting weights didn't really work out well for me. Pretty sure I look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Downloading more now so I can listen next time. Didn't realize how much I missed you guys. And I love that you can be explicit now. It makes it 10 times funnier.
1: Stephanie, thank you very much for having us on at the gym. That is so kind of you.
0: Have you ever tried to lift something, though, and then you're laughing? It's impossible. So I get that. I wish I could have seen that.
1: That's when farts come out. (laughs) When you try and lift something While you're laughing Farts slip out And you don't even feel them coming It's just all of a sudden It's gonna be either a smell That you smell Or a (laughs) And it's just like Oh fuck Where'd that come from That's how that happens
0: Okay I didn't know we were gonna Head in that direction
1: No no I don't wanna talk about Okay. Lifting or farting or anything like that. It's just, I think that's when that happens. Anyway, welcome to the After 9 Podcast, everybody. Lots of stuff we're going to cover here, and a heads up, we will be doing another podcast tomorrow that will have our Friday edition of Missed Connections, but if you're listening to this on Thursday, just try listening to the FM radio show, 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener, Waterloo. You can find it on the Radio Player Canada app or go to 915thebeat.com. Coming up, we're going to talk about the uh, Coffee Wars we're going to talk about cannabis because they announced some changes for Ontario yesterday. Uh, I might slide in a comment or two about my ex-wife, and I usually try and avoid yes, that, but I yes, might. Yes, yes, And we're going to talk about roundabouts as well. But first off, this is really alarming. A new report says 553 objects were unintentionally left inside Canadian medical and surgical patients in just two years between 2016 and 2018. 553 objects. Everything from scalpels and tools to sponges got left inside people.
0: That is so scary. Sure. You put so much trust in the hands of those surgeons who are performing your
1: surgery. You're out cold. You have no, it's not like you can say, oh, hey, hey, don't forget to take the scalpel out before you sew me back up. Yeah. Do they not do a check? Like, even when I leave a hotel room, I will go and look all around that hotel room to make sure I've got (laughs) all my stuff.
0: Right. Is there none of that? Well, you wonder, too, a lot of the time, like, and who is the person checking? You, you don't know. A lot of the time, you don't know the people. Maybe you met the surgeon. I'll give you an example. So I had a C-section. That was the most recent surgery I had. I know my OB. I know her, and I trust her. But then they brought in a couple of other people into the, the operating room, of course. I'm like, I don't know you. Don't fucking touch me. Right. I don't know you either. Right. And as long as they're the people you trust are closing up, but like you said, most of the time you're out, though. You're not always conscious, of Uh course. Most of the time you're out. So how do you know who's doing what? And what if the surgeons are like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. Someone else close up. And then that person leaves something behind. That is a scary thought.
1: And obviously it happens. In every industry, it doesn't matter what you do, but think about your job for a second. You know as well as I do, in your industry, at least one of them's a fucking idiot. And... While there may be some great doctors out there, there's some idiots who I don't trust aren't going to take the scalpel out of me before they have somebody sew me back up, or that aren't going to double-check to make sure they didn't leave one of their surgical sponges in there, or... Dropped an earring or something. Mm-hmm. There's an idiot mm-hmm. in every industry. And
0: the people in the industry will be the first person to tell you that that other person's a fucking idiot. Case in point, I left my previous doctor a while ago. He would Google things in front of me. Stop. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He Googled stuff. I could have just stayed home and, and done the, the research myself.
1: So did everything come up cancer?
0: Pretty much, Because yeah, that's what that's happens exactly when what you happens. Google it. So I, when I switched doctors, I told my new doctor, who I love, 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 I said, yeah, I used to be with Dr. Blank. And they went, ooh. That was the exact. Oh, really? So the industry
1: knows. That's
0: the thing, right? Even they understand. And they get it. And they know there are some fucking idiots out there.
1: Yeah. Do you ever look at your doctor, though, and think, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about?
0: My current one? Not yet. But yes, my previous one?
1: All the time. Really? Yeah. You think this is uh, you think this is just regular bloating? You don't think that maybe there's a yeah. thyroid problem. You don't think that maybe there's a, a bleeding problem. It's amazing how many times they'll just fluff off what you tell them. And then you think you really don't know what you're talking about or you aren't listening when I talk to you. Yeah. I think that's a problem with a lot of doctors, oh, to yeah. be perfectly honest with you. My
0: old one was one of the ones that would talk over you. So really? Be like, I'm not. Fi- OK, yeah, well, like we, well, we'll just do this and we'll do it a prescription. Of-. I'm like, no, I'm not. Can I finish what I'm saying?
1: It's almost like they're counting the money in front of you. Like, yep. how much money did I make off of this appointment? Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Hurry up and get out. Yep. Let's get yep. another one in here. Yep. Keep the freight train rolling. Uh, big problem here in Waterloo region is the amount of accidents and just yesterday the region released the numbers on how many accidents there are in certain collisions. CAA does their worst ro- worst roads report. So in Waterloo region they released the intersections with the most accidents. and there's one in particular. it is at Homer Watson and Blockline, right? Mm-hmm. It had more than double the amount of accidents than the second worst intersection. And the reason for that is it's a big, giant roundabout. Not just a regular roundabout, it's a big one.
0: I think it's three lanes, if I'm not mistaken. It's a three-lane
1: roundabout. But the nice thing is, when you go into the roundabout, there's arrows that will tell you if you want to go to this particular exit from the roundabout, stay in this lane. And if you want to go this way, stay in this lane. And really all you have to do is follow the arrows and stay in your lane. But there's a lot of people that just cannot figure out the roundabout. It's a fucking
0: idiots is the problem. Thank I you. get so angry and I pass several roundabouts on my way to and from work every single day, all the time. That one I've been through several times. How fucking hard is it to not like look down and you get a good advanced look? Like you said there's arrows painted on the fucking road. It's not in English or French. It's an arrow. We all understand, or we should understand. Arrow points this way. My fucking two-year-old can figure that out. But yet these people will drive, and I'll give you an example, far right side, thinking that they can go ahead and and go all the way left and then turn left. Look down. You can't do that. And now you're cutting me off and honking at me when I'm going straight, and I can go straight, you fucking idiot. And I make no apologies for that.
1: No, no, and, you go ahead. And <laughs> yeah. that intersection
0: specifically, too, has a lot of pedestrians. There's a high school right there, for those who don't know. So there's a lot of pedestrian traffic, especially high school students. I think it was that one where it's the first day of school after they had made that roundabout that summer someone got hit and I was not shocked because people don't pay any attention and you're supposed to stop for people in roundabouts let them go
1: two theories that we got by text this morning is number one there's too many drivers on the road who basically got grandfathered in who have got their driver's license but don't really know how to drive in a roundabout which is semi new compared to when they got their license so they never had to learn to drive through a roundabout
0: yeah and I think that that person might have a point, too. It's quite possible those people don't need to get tested again. And then that made me realize. I'm like, hmm, my parents know how to use a roundabout, right? Maybe I should get in the car with them and just double check on that. They're pretty smart people. I think that they understand, and there's a lot of them. But now I'm trying to, wonder, trying to figure out. I mean, even when I took the test, I don't even think I went through a roundabout. But I know how to use a roundabout.
1: There's also a suggestion that newer drivers don't pay as much attention. And that's why there's so many accidents. It's young drivers. I don't know if that is or it isn't. Mm. But I think that before you get to the roundabout, you should probably ask yourself, do I know what I'm doing? I spent a decent amount of time driving in Europe. As you know, I'm from Scotland. And it's all roundabouts there. When you get off the highway, roundabout. When you're driving through downtown Glasgow, roundabout.
0: It really started there. It's a very European thing, a roundabout. Yeah.
1: They really do make traffic intersections much more efficient because you don't have to stop, really. As soon as you find an opening in the roundabout, you can just go and carry on your way. It's not like every car and all the ones behind you and in front of you have to stop Wait a minute and a half for the light to turn green. Mm -hmm. Some of you get through the intersection. Some of you are going to be dicks and run the yellow or creep out into the intersection and hold up everybody else while you're waiting to make your left turn. Intersections here are not nearly as efficient as the roundabout. It's great, but you have to know how to use it. And it seems like there's a lot of people out there that don't know how to handle it. But you got to get used to it. Even in Milton, where I'm from, they're building roundabouts like crazy. For the most part, I think it works all right. Mm -hmm. It's just there's a few people who have that Jesus take the wheel moment when they get to a a roundabout and it's like, ah, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Jesus take the wheel.
0: It's true. And you can see it in their face. They're just trying to change a lane in the middle of the roundabout. You can't do that either. You cannot change lanes in a roundabout. Stop it. Thank
1: you for saying that. (laughs) Fools.
0: Anyway, learn how to drive. (laughs) If you don't, if you're not sure, just take a moment and look up a YouTube video. There's a plenty in fact, the KW region did this massive campaign when they first put in all these roundabouts. It was a stupid song that went along with it, too. Sorry, but it was dumb. And, but anyway, but it was catchy enough, and you'd think that people would have caught on.
1: You'd think they <laughs> Dude, would have caught on. Cannabis. Change is coming in Ontario. Until now, the stupidest rollout in the history of government rollouts. Like, we don't count on the government to get much right, but they completely fucked this one up, rolling out marijuana. Oh, we're going to make it legal. Okay, great. But you got to wait a year. All right, fine. We'll wait a year. And then, okay, now it's legal and we're gonna. there's going to be no cap on the amount of stores. And then they had to put a cap on the amount of stores. Why? Because there's not enough supply. Sure. Oh, you didn't think of that? It never once occurred to you? Well, how long does it take for a marijuana plant to grow? <laughs> are they that stupid? They're Come that on. stupid. Like, they really are. There's a lot of dumb people who know nothing about business that are running the province like a business, and it's very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's not even just the province. It's also the municipalities, like we talked about uh, in the last podcast. How many municipalities didn't want to legalize it in their town right away because they were worried about crime well newsflash there was no crime there never was going to be any crime the only difference is the municipalities that allowed it earlier got a whole bunch of funding from the government so that they can offer their police officers more positions and more overtime and things like that and they just found money now you're legalizing it a year late you've inconvenienced your citizens Mm -hmm. and you don't get the money so nice work However, now the government is going to allow more changes. Right now, if you want pot, for those who are listening in America, yes, weed is legal in Canada. In Ontario, though, you can't actually buy it anywhere. There's no store. Because
0: Ontario sucks the fun out of everything. That's true. A- alcohol sales are, this, are similar.
1: Right. So, you... Order it online, and within a day or two, maybe three or four, depending on how busy they are, they'll send it to you. And you have to actually be there to sign for it. And it's a fairly good system to make sure that it's not falling into the hands of minors. I don't think there's any general concerns about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, the government announced they're going to allow people... To order online, but not through the Ontario Cannabis Store, through the regular stores that want to set up a website. So we do have some private licensed retailers in Ontario, and there's going to be lots more of them. The problem is the government is really staggering how many of them can open and when. Because they don't have enough supply. Because nobody thought, well, how long does it take for a fucking plant to grow? Oh, I know. Don't <laughs> even get me started they're so on this. dumb. Honestly, they just needed one person with a brain in their head to sit at the table and say, hey, guys, what about this? Yeah. What about that? And they didn't invite the one person with common sense. The
0: one person that probably smokes weed or knows about how it works. Yeah.
1: Hey, if you're going to sell weed, why don't you ask people who currently buy weed? Yeah. What would be the yeah. easiest for you? Because the whole goal is to get people to stop buying it illegally. Anyway, so a couple of changes. Now they're going to allow the private stores to set up a website and sell online. And the delivery right. method would be the same as we currently have it. Canada okay. Post would deliver it. Okay, and so
0: they're checking IDs. It's you, still pretty, it's still yep. run like that. Same
1: thing, except it's a private business selling it that actually has an investment into a business and are probably employing people versus the government who, again, has screwed this up from day one. That's the first thing. Second thing is, you know how people will go to Niagara-on-the-Lake and they'll do like a little winery tour and things like that on a weekend in the summertime? Yeah. You go wine tasting. Now they're going to allow the pot growers to set up a shop in their pot-growing facility. So in the same way that you used to go to a winery, or you might go to a brewery, and you can try out a couple different beers, decide the one you like, and buy it, you'll be allowed to do that at marijuana grow facilities. I like that. I think that's kind of a fun thing. Well, why the heck not, right? Why not try it? Why not uh, uh, try before you buy, or go and see how it's grown? Get to know as much as you can about it. Meet the person who is growing it. See their facility. It
0: is just a touch different, though. In that when you're smoking marijuana, yes, okay, so there's the initial smell of it and the... You know, feeling you feel when you smoke it, I suppose. But really, the true test is it takes a little while to kick in. A little longer than, say, a wine. Whereas, like, let's say I'm going to a winery, it's the taste right off the bat. And and right away I can tell you whether I like it or I don't like it, right? Mm -hmm. You too. Yep. Whereas you go smoke a little marijuana, it takes a while to hit your system. So you're not sure if this is going to make you paranoid, or happy, or sad, or whatever. You can only base it based on the amount of THC or whatever that's in it.
1: And I would assume... That they will take that into account When they're trying to set up their experiences Because this is going to be a, a big thing I would think yeah. For the tourism industry Think if, of
0: it as like a bachelor party Like imagine having your bachelor party there That sounds fun
1: Exactly I don't know It wouldn't be a brewery tour It wouldn't be a winery day I don't know what they'd call it but, A weedery. Oh, Maybe it is a weedery <laughs> I don't know But with the people who are actually growing it And can tell you things about it If you go to a winery In Niagara-on-the-Lake They can tell you everything yeah. you want to know About the weather that season And where those grapes were grown Even what section of the field they were in They know everything I imagine it'll be the same way for cannabis That is coming soon But again, they didn't tell us when (laughs) They did this big announcement yesterday And didn't tell us when They just said in the near future Okay. Um, When you break up with someone You cut all ties, right? Or are you allowed to have some ties?
0: I think you cut all ties if you can can help it. If you share pet, if you share children, it's a little bit different. It's hard. You can't really necessarily cut ties completely. But yeah, I would say by and large, anything you can cut ties with, you do it.
1: Let's say, for example, you split up with your partner, but the Netflix account is in your name. Do you change the password? Take them off the account? I guess it depends how bitter you are. Yeah, so when my marriage came to an end, uh, my now ex-wife had access, obviously, to the Netflix account, and she could watch Netflix. That's fine. It never once crossed my mind, ah, I should take her off my Netflix account, because whether she's there or not, I'm still paying for the Netflix every month, and hey, if I can save her a few bucks, why wouldn't I, right? Okay, so you've never changed the password. Never you changed the password. It. That's nice. She's still got access, right. and, and that's totally fine with me. I thought, oh, maybe I'm doing her a favor. We've never discussed it, but maybe she appreciates the fact that she doesn't have to spend 13 to 15 bucks a month on a netflix account that's nice i thought so i went to costco yesterday yes and i knew my card had expired because it's been more than a year since i've been there so i went over to the desk to renew my card and she said oh i'm sorry this is no longer valid and i thought well wait why is it no longer valid as it turns out i was the spouse on her account Mm. she told them to take me off her card Mm. Even though I would still have to pay. You're changing that fucking Netflix password, aren't you? Yes, as soon as I get home. Wow. As soon as I get home. Yeah, like flat out, take me off the account. Jeez. I was shocked. You need to
0: borrow my Costco card today?
1: If you don't mind, (laughs) I'd like to get some some muffins. (laughs) Big
0: ass muffins.
1: (laughs) The coffee wars are frustrating, aren't they? They are frustrating. We have a conversation about
0: coffee, I think, every day because uh, we do a morning show, so coffee is like a necessity.
1: And the way it works usually is Kat will bring a coffee in with her, I'll bring a coffee in with me. But right before the show starts, I will go and do a coffee run and we'll alternate who's going to buy. And lately we've been talking about the different reward programs because with McDonald's, for example, I have the McDonald's app. And if you get them to scan the barcode, every time you buy a coffee, it'll show up on the app. They've got the app version of... Of the card that you could tear off of the cup and that. put a sticker on mm-hmm. But they also give you the cup with the sticker on it. So in a way, you're double dipping in that sense. That's good. The problem is, is that cat likes a, a large and you can only get a medium with the McDonald's program. Yeah.
0: Well, I tried to get an extra large with mine because I thought I'm going to get an extra large here because I have a free coffee. And I told the guy at the drive-thru, I've got a free coffee here and I'd like to get an extra large. I'll pull through. So I go to hand him my thing and he's like, oh, no, that'll be 65 cents. Sixty-five cents? Oh yeah, it's an upcharge. Well, fuck me! Like, excuse me. Look at the coffee cup size between a immediate. Like, really, you're going to charge me sixty-five cents for this much more coffee? Like two
1: inches of coffee? Yeah. Sixty-five cents. Give me a break. Uh huh. Okay. So you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. Let's start going to Tim's again. (laughs) So I and you didn't know this that when you go to Tim Hortons, it's a per transaction. Uh, scan that you get on your card. I did not know that. So I think it's amazing how quickly everybody had a Tim's Rewards card. Whether you buy one coffee or you buy five coffees, you're only getting credit for one because it goes on the transaction.
0: I did not know that until you said that to me. Mm -hmm.
1: It's per transaction. And the other thing that's frustrating about it is you can only do one transaction per half hour. So it's not like I can say give me five coffees but ring them all in individually. What? Did you test it out? Is that how you know that? Well, you know what? And I wasn't even trying to do oh, that
0: come on
1: I wasn't even trying to do that I was just going about my regular day so what I did was on the weekend I picked up a coffee for myself before I drove to meet a friend That friend asked me to pick up a coffee for them on the way. So I bought one coffee for myself in Milton, and I wanted them to have a hot coffee when I got to Oakville. When I got to Oakville, I went to scan my card. She said, Nope, sorry, you've already used this in the last half hour. You can't use it again until it's been 30 minutes. And I thought, I'm not in the same city. My gosh. I'm not at the same location. This is crazy. But yeah, it's almost like Tim's wanted to create a rewards program, but they didn't actually want to reward you with much.
0: Wow. But the one thing I will give them credit for is let's say you do individual transactions anyway, then they will let you get an extra large. Just just, just so you know. Really? on your Yep. They don't charge you a cent.
1: I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. There's no up charges. Pros and cons to all of them. I still haven't found somebody that it's got it down pat. Yeah.
0: Starbucks has a great reward system on their app, and I have used it. I'm, I'm up to some kind of a reward there. I was just checking it out actually because they sent us those Christmas cups, and I thought, nah, I got to check my app and see how much I have on there. So they do actually have a great stars rewards program. So once you hit all these, so 25 gets you something, 50 gets you something, 150 does, and so does 250. I think it's a drink. I think I get some kind of a drink anyway. I, Great I don't, program, but I
1: have no idea what it, I, I, how it works. I know
0: you know what happens nine <laughs> times out of ten. I go to order, and if I use the app, it just tells it just tells me, "Hey, you can get a specialty coffee. Would you like one? Sure." And then it ends up being free. So it has a pretty good program in there, too. They've got good quality stuff.
1: But I think everybody agrees, though. The best program there is going for rewards is PC Optimum. Why doesn't McDonald's and Tim Hortons and Starbucks just adopt the model that works? You get a certain amount of credit for every dollar you spend so if i spend a dollar 85 on a coffee maybe i get 18 points and maybe when i get to a thousand points i get a free coffee mm-hmm. wouldn't that just be the fair way to do it to just reward you based on how many drinks you drink or how many dollars you spend
0: i'm right there with you because you're still spending the same amount whether you go through the drive through once and get one coffee or you go through you know or once and get three coffees or you go through three times and get three coffees they're still making the same amount of money
1: you know the, the microphone can hear it when you throw your phone on the table. I get that you're Sorry. pissed off, but shit.
0: Sorry, that was just me trying to prove a point. And well,
1: cat's angry.
0: <laughs> shit. <laughs> we can edit that out later. Fuck it. Don't care. I'm just trying to look through these apps and I'm getting frustrated thinking about all these different rewards programs. And you're right. Some are so much better than others. I'm a PC member too.
1: I think Great that's the best program. one going. Uh, Pioneer Gas Stations. It works the same way as PC Optimum. Yeah. You get uh, actual money based on how much money you spend. And it's not a ton, but it's still yeah. a decent little program. So there you go. Listen, everybody, you can comment on this or anything else that you've heard in the podcast. Just slide into our DMs or you can call us during the live radio show. 519-571-BEAT. That's 530 till 930. Eastern time. We're at a Kitchener Waterloo and another podcast is coming out tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, this is still, uh, it's been exactly a month since we launched on our new platform here, uh, at chorus entertainment and the number of downloads has been through the roof. So thank you very much to everybody who is listening. If you hit the subscribe button, you don't have to go looking for us. You'll just get a notification when we post new ones. Is that it?
0: Yeah. We'll chat. Hang on. Nope, it's not.
1: Want to bang something off the table again? We'll
0: chat soon. Why don't you throw your water bottle through
1: the window there and make as much noise as you can?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're not doing a show over there, are they? I don't care.
1: Angry Cat.